This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 147. We are coming to you on April 12th, 2023. A few quick birthdays to mention. Happy birthday to one of the founding fathers, Herbie Hancock. Him and his crazy signature. Oh, jazz classic. Yeah, one of the goats. (laughs) One of my favorite artists of all time. I, I know he's up there. And then uh, here's a quick one for you. Uh, Ed O'Neill and David Letterman share a birthday today. Which one is older? Ryan, I'll let you try first. If I had to guess, I would say Ed O'Neill is older. <laughs> Matt? Now I'm going the other way. I say Letterman. Ed O'Neill, 77 today. Aww. David Letterman, 76. Ooh. But, yeah. That's all I got. But which one looks older? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hey, one of them played football. I won't tell you which one. Yeah. It's got to be Ed O'Neill. Scored four touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah. There's just too much Married with Children content on this podcast nowadays. (laughs) It's just too ripe of a peach. (laughs) We are off to a smashing start. We have Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? And back once again, special guest Matt Getch. How you doing, buddy? Happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Of course, I am Jake. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Ryan, my man, how has the last week been? It's been great. Um, there, I uh, I did. I know I kind of teased it on the last episode, but such a tease. we did end up going to see... The Super Mario Brothers movie over the weekend. All right. And it was shockingly watchable. Um, <laughs> it it was pretty good. It was um it was really entertaining, really tight. Um not a uh not a lot of fat. Uh short and uh the the best thing about it was the way the the gameplay from the original games was rendered in the film okay, okay. it it really made you want to go play the game because it's like oh my god i remember that level like when you had to jump off of all the bullets to jump onto the flagpole like there were just weird little moments like that where it's like it it was like callbacks to certain little points in the games, you know? Um, so that, that was kind of the best part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I don't know if I would say I recommend it necessarily, (laughs) but if you, if you like, if you're a fan of Mario brothers and you played it a lot, I think you would probably enjoy it. 
Right on. That sounds awesome. Um, Also, great. uh, You know, I know there's been um, some people uh, unhappy with the Chris Pratt Mario uh, decision. Um, He's average. You know, he doesn't really do much of a voice. But there are some really good vocal performances in here. Most notably Jack Black, um, who really goes for it. So, yeah. Oh, and we'll yeah. have some vocal discussion today. That's for sure. Um, and then I also, um, I know you're going to talk about it too. It looks like uh, one of the things you watched this week. But one of the best shows I've started in ages, Beef. It's what's on Netflix. It is <laughs> so good and cannot put it down. Well, we will get to that in a sec. Uh, again, a big welcome back to to Matt Getch, Matt G from Think Think Drink Disney. For those out there who don't know, tell us uh, real quick about your podcast, Think Drink Disney. No, I appreciate the plug very much. Uh, that's where we take a Disney movie and turn it into a bar with Disney themed cocktails, but not before going into the past, cast, present, and history, all the Easter eggs and fun stuff about the movie you might not know. Right on. Yeah, both both me and Ryan have had the pleasure of, of being on. Um, uh, I, I think it's a wonderful little concept, so hope that is going well. And I know uh, I know you've, you've been uh, vacationing recently. Hope uh, everything's been good for you this last week. I have, yeah. We just got back from Tampa, down there for the, uh, for the Frozen Four to watch the Gophers. Sure. And uh, Ooh, we're heading out to Jamaica in about four weeks. And then in about six months, we're going back to Disney World down in Florida. And I was going to say, weren't you just in Disney World like, uh, a month ago, something like that? It always feels like it, yeah. But no, that was, that was, a, few <laughs> month, that, that was a few months ago. Right on, right on. Well, uh, yeah, we're, I'm excited to uh, have you here to, to get into this discussion uh, about some of these films. Uh, like Ryan said real quick, so the only thing I uh, did over the past week, last week uh, I, finally, I finally fell victim to the street virus known as COVID-19. No way. So, Oof. <laughs> Was this to, your first bout? Had to, first one after three years. Wow. Yeah. The, are, are you talking about the novel coronavirus? <laughs> yes. I, I spent a spent a, a week in bed with a book. Um, no. Uh, so <laughs> sat around watching uh, Beef on on Netflix. A great new show with starring uh, Stephen Yun and Ali Wong. Um, Matt, Elias, have you heard of this show? I haven't heard of it at all. No. So, so we won't we won't give too much away, but um, definitely some very very strong performances here from both of those two uh, fantastic actors. Ryan, have you finished it? No, uh, we have two episodes left. Okay, so yeah, this is definitely a show that just keeps building and building and building. You just, you know, there's so many shows that they they always keep taking it up another notch, and it's really ridiculous. Somehow this does not become parody, in my opinion. Uh, it, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. It, it just kind of keeps becoming a little bit more cringy, but it, it never uh, goes too far. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it definitely, like, like you said, all the performances are great. 
It's a it's an A twenty four production, which I think it's their yeah. first first television show. Yeah. Um. So you know when their names on there, it's it's at least interesting. I mean, it's got to be better than A one because they're A twenty four. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do also love the heavy, heavy 90s and early 2000s soundtrack. Oh, my God. We, we've been talking about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. Matt, I, th- I think I would give this a hard recommend. Check it out. It, it's And it's one of those shows, like, if it doesn't have you within the first 15 minutes, you can just you can just give it up. You, you, you know, if that's. It's easy to, to know if you're going to like it or not. So. Oh, I don't give up that easy. I'll watch a crappy movie for a good hour <laughs> yeah. before I give up on it. Well, that's just a movie. This is uh, 10 episodes. but That's uh, fair. Yeah, I, I would I would give a hard recommendation to Beef. But that is a the reason we are uh, uh, all here today is to get back into our very exciting Pixar tournament. So we talked about the entire first round uh, last week and... Uh, winners from the the matches we talked about last week will be taking on uh, the movies we talk about uh, this week. A few of those we already know, but uh, let's just jump right into it. Right off the bat, we have the one that started it all, 1995's Toy Story. Um, I was surprised. I uh, Apparently, uh, Joss Wheaton uh, punched up the, the script on this. O- old Buffy mm. the Vampire Slayer guy. Did did punch up on the original Toy Story script? Uh, it was the second highest movie of 1995. Do either of you care to guess what was the highest grossing movie of 1995? Of 1995, oh boy, that's that's stretching back away. Forrest Gump. Nope. Matt shot at it. Not a clue. Die Hard with a Vengeance Ooh. is the only thing oh, that wow. kept Toy Story from the top spot. Uh, one of very, very few films to have a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 100%, really? D- Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, uh, Toy Story. Uh, Matt, does it deserve that rating? Oh, absolutely. I think their first few films were absolute gems. Yeah. Not that they've put out, you know, okay. garbage since, but the first, I think, three films that they put out were, were absolutely incredible. Right on, right on. Ryan, does it deserve the 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes? I know we got into this a little bit last week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, as far as the story goes, the characters, the script, um, the the supporting cast of characters, everything's amazing it's perfect i know um, i noticed ryan didn't say the music <laughs> no no the the music is you know it it's it's fine me and randy knew um, thing. no yeah the the one um i i'd say more so than the music the my one issue with it right now rewatching it is just the animation looks really dated and it's kind of tough to get past um on on a rewatch which that's hard to that's hard to hold against a movie because at the time when it came out it was like oh my god this looks incredible look at the graphics Uh, it's funny that you mentioned you know the the script and story it was the first animated film to ever be nominated for best original screenplay 
Oh, no kidding. Yeah, a little little Oscar history there for you. So, uh, some some names again. This was it's hard to find like some what could have been with many of these Pixar films, but this being the very first one, there was a lot of names attached to this project. Um, instead of uh, Tom Hanks for Woody, uh, Paul Newman was considered. Robin Williams, Clint Eastwood. But I thought what was even funnier, and we we met we talked again a little bit last week about who could have been Buzz, um, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Jim Carrey, David Hasselhoff, all considered. Wayne Knight was considered for. But we could have had two Newmans in Toy Story, wow. but <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh, Matt, is this is this one that you can see going far in this tournament? Oh, I think this is going all the way. This is going to be one of the final two, I believe. Okay, interesting, interesting. Ryan, uh, you think you think it at least final four? Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. I, um, I think just I, I think it gets a bump because it's the original, it's the origin story. So <laughs> and and I think you know people kind of it hold this a little higher than two and three, regardless. Except for like you know real kind of film nerds and Pixar nerds, I think, may say, oh, no, two is the best or three is the best. But I think in general, people kind of hold the first one as sacred. Yeah. and I mean, it's a tried and true kind of uh, uh, theme, you know, and something they went back to the well with, I think, uh, really, and they did a good job with the Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University movies. It's kind of that, that buddy, uh, that team-up... Uh, Friends. It's an odd couple. You got a friend in me. <laughs> uh, up next, we're going to have uh, Ratatouille uh, from 2007. That'll be taking on uh, Coco, that one a few days ago. But uh, Ratatouille uh, starring Patton Oswalt, Lou Romano, Ian Holm, Janine Garofalo, Peter O'Toole, Brad Garrett. Uh, six highest grossing of that year. Uh, second highest grossing animated behind Shrek 3. Um, another nom for best screenplay. Uh, I just saw this movie for the first time. Ryan just rewatched it last week. Matt, have you seen Ratatouille recently? I don't know about recently, but I've seen it many times. Yeah. How does it rank up there for you? Uh, probably not in my top. Well, are we talking Pixar or Disney? Pix just Pixar here. Just Pixar. Okay. Well, in that case, it probably ranks in the top ten, but it's not pro hmm. not approaching the top. Okay, okay. Liked the uh, film a lot. I, Don't get me wrong. I liked the film a lot. It's just it's there's so many better movies that they've produced. <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, I'm glad you got through Rat and made it to all the way to Ratatouille. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> what, little, uh, inside, inside joke there. <laughs> a little inside pool there. What, uh, what are you feeling about this uh, film here? Um, well, not only is Ratatouille my favorite Pixar movie, um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I, I think because I think having such a passion for, you know, the, the restaurant industry, um, I think that kind of gives it a little bump and makes me a, a little bit, um, more invested in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just feel like it's, it's kind of old school. It's not trying. It's a pretty quaint story. It's not, as far as the Pixar world goes, it's not trying to 
go too far outside of the box and and do anything um too existential um it it's it's a really really great easy plot that you could sum up in you know a sentence or two you know oh yeah yeah um and you know i i just think it works perfectly i i love everything about it i love every character and i think that this is when pixar really kind of hit its stride and yeah i think this is a perfect movie there's nothing i would change about it I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And like, and like I said, you know, we can't get uh, too far into the actual matchups with with all of these, but uh, I do find it interesting here. Um, Coco is just absolutely beloved so far in this tournament, dominating in its opening match. Matt, do you think Coco maybe has a chance to upset Ratatouille in this matchup? Oh, without a doubt. Coco probably ranks in my top three Pixar movies and probably in my top ten movies of all time. It's a fantastic film. Love that one so much. Yeah. No, I could see see it being a a fun, close matchup. I I loved both of them, and um, I, I, at this point, do not know which way I will be leaning, but uh, you both make some uh, really good points, so I will have to really consider that. and I don't Coming know if the next, Pop Nation uh, now, knows this about oh. you two, but you guys are really into, you're both foodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're both oh, yeah. incredible yeah, cooks, so. and you never talk about it, but I know the both of you, and I don't <laughs> think it gets enough attention, <laughs> that both of these guys know their food inside and out. They're, they're fantastic cooks. Well, thank well, you. Well, speaking of inside out, our next one, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just what about a perfect segue, <laughs> but... Be, we have be, one before, other one to get to. Be, 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 before we move on quick, yeah. just my two cents with Coco. Um, I think definitely great movie. Definitely in my top ten of Pixar. I would say, yeah, it's, I think it's, you know, as good as you could do that movie. It's great. The animation's phenomenal. The music's great. You know, such a emotional story. I love it. I love it. I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, but I really hope Ratatouille wins. I think Coco actually is probably the more popular of the two. And I think Coco is probably going to win this matchup. My two cents with Coco, is that the sequel to my dinner with Andre? Oh, yeah. great film. See, and they got the two in there also. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, coming up next, uh, a movie that I know you have recently talked extensively about, Matt. We have 2004's The Incredibles. Ah, know, yes. This is the first uh, Pixar uh, movie to focus and have only human characters. That's right. Um Part, part of the reason it, it took so long to get made. Uh, I found it fun, uh, directed by Brad Bird, who had directed The Iron Giant. That's right as um, well. Yeah. A, f- a favorite of many, uh, many from our generation. Um, was the fourth highest grossing of 2004. Um, what do you love about The Incredibles? I love everything about The Incredibles. The fact that Brad Bird played a part in this movie I thought was amazing. He played Edna Bode. Oh, he sh- he should have been Hawkman. Hawkman. 
I, I just thought that this was a great superhero family style movie. Like Ryan said, it's, mm-hmm. it's not trying too hard. It's not pushing any agenda. Not that they push agendas, but you know what I'm saying. They're not trying mm-hmm. to uh, be a little bit too much this or not enough that. They weren't tiptoeing any lines. It was just a good old wholesome family plot movie. And it was fun to watch yeah. from beginning to end. Like it never got slow. It never slowed down. And I was like, oh, well, can we just get on with the plot a little bit here? We're kind of dragging out. It was absolutely amazing. And they didn't try too hard with the music. There was just like a little score in the background. So it wasn't like I can really, you know, shit on any. I'm sorry. Can I swear on your podcast? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, Please. I can't shit on Please. any. Other <laughs> the, more, and, uh, the more the better. Like I could with, you know, Toy Story because me and Randy Newman. Uh, but it was, it, it was right. just yeah. fantastic all around. I, I loved every bit of it. Right on, right on. Uh, Ryan, equally revered? Absolutely. Um, And I I agree with everything you said, Matt, um, is that this would also, I would kind of put around the same uh, area as Coco, where I'd say it's kind of in my six, seven, eight range, probably, um, in the Pixar rankings. Um, Did you say this came out in 2007? Four. 2004? Yeah. That's insane that this Sorry. came out before Marvel, the MCU. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that makes it a lot more um, relevant and like cool and more of an accomplishment. Because if they would have done this in 2012, it would have been a little hackneyed. Yeah. You know? Totally agree. It would have been an easy decision. The fact that they did this before all that blew up um makes it a lot more of a risk and uh, it made it really different at the time um but yeah no i think this movie is just pitch perfect really really funny really great action um and yeah no love it and sam l jackson holly hunter sam jackson yeah craig t nelson all perfect now, now here's the problem. This is on the same side of the tournament as Toy Story. Yeah, that's this, rough. This, you, you know, that could maybe Incredibles get there in a in a final four matchup against Toy Story and t- punch a ticket to the championship. Who knows? But um, our next matchup. Uh, so this is my most recently watched uh, of our Pixar films. We have Inside Out from 2015. Sure, hits close to home for many people as it takes place in our native Minnesota, partially. Um, but you have uh, 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 just a, a hilarious cast here, uh, being the, the the feelings inside uh, a young girl's uh, head. Um, I love how they kind of divided it up in, in the different uh, emotions. Personally, I got 12 different voices in my head, and they're all Harvey Fi- Firestein saying, Call your mother! <laughs> um, but you got Amy Poehler as Joy, Bill Hader as Fear, Louis Black as Anger, Mindy Kaling as Disgust, and kind of stealing the show, Phyllis Smith, Phyllis from The Office as Sadness... Who knew she had such range? Perfectly cast. Oh, oh yeah. Just, Every role. Just amazing. Yeah. Um, I absolutely loved this movie. Uh, Ryan, you know, again, I, I, it's a more recent one. Some of them haven't been as big as in the past, but does this one get up there? 
I thought this one it is this was kind of the end of the um, the imperial phase for Pixar, <laughs> as I say, you know, where it was like every single one had like ninety nine on Metacritic, you know, right, it was just right. like you know Oscar worthy every single time. Um, it just kind of seemed to like get slightly downgraded after this, I think. But not to say that the movies were lesser. It just, this was kind of the end of that phase where it was like perfection every time. So you're um, saying this was one of the last perfect ones or this? Was I, a... I think this was kind of the last perfect one. Although, you okay. know, I think Coco was sure. every bit as good. I think that Turning Red was every bit as good. Um, but no, th- this was a great film. Um, and I thought when you said s- stealing the show, I, I agree with Phyllis Smith, but I thought you were going to say Richard Kind oh, as for Bing sure. Bong. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, God, just a heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. Classic. And, and again, I a huge Richard Kind fan, so I apologize for, for not mentioning. Uh, Matt, how, how far up does Inside Out rank for you? I agree with everything Barrett just said, every single thing. That was a perfect <laughs> assessment. It, it was right at the tail end of, like, a, you would almost say the, the, the Pixar renaissance, even though it had just begun. They were just putting out, like, super banger after super banger, and nothing they could do nothing wrong. And I think this was the beginning of, I don't want to say the decline, because that sounds so negative. They were still putting out super awesome movies. They mm-hmm. just weren't putting out the perfection that they used to. Yeah. Sure. There's just a, there's there's yeah. some flaws and and plus this movie was kind of a downer you know what I mean like it's, mm-hmm. it, it ends up well in the it ends up good in the end but who really wants to see the inside of the head of a teenage or a, a young woman like that's the most terrifying thing in the world for me <laughs> I, I I love how we all keep saying like this this was like the last great movie and then things started to decline like we're all just purposely forgetting that the Cars series ever existed. <laughs> That's a good so. point. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, what I do find interesting here is this will uh, this will take on the winner of today's Monsters Inc. Monsters University matchup, and I think whoever comes out of that, this is close. I, I think those monsters movies are well remembered and well revered, and sometimes you know these newer ones just they they haven't had the uh, time to make the emotional impact. Uh, on our pop tarts so we shall I, I i don't know i i think it again i loved inside out it could be close though it could be really really close agreed um and i and i think honestly the entire voice casting was just so well done and like great voice performances from everybody involved i mean i'm a i'm a huge bill Hader fan you had kyle mclaughlin as as the uh dad i mean and just so many other little little bit parts so it was super, super fun. Uh, jumping over to the top seed on our other side, we have Finding Nemo from 2003. Uh, obviously a classic. Albert Brooks, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Alexander Gold, Willem Dafoe, Jeffrey Rush, just to name a few. Uh, second highest of 2003, falling to Return of the King, but the best-selling DVD of all time. <laughs> kind oh of my that, god that doesn't surprise me at all perfect timing 
it was right 2003 was peak dvd time this is one of pixar's biggest hits ever um it's pixar's first film to win best animated feature it was also its first summer release up until then all, all of them had been released during the uh november uh holiday season so uh finding nemo how, how do you feel about this one, Matt? Is it stayed classic, or is it kind of fallen by the wayside over years? No, timeless classic. This one's never going to get old. Okay. It's going to be really right. hard to beat this one. I'm really excited to see what the Pop-Tarts think about this. I, 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 don't, I think it's unbeatable. I think it's unstoppable. This thing's a freight train. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Ryan, uh, same, or? Oh, absolutely. I think this one has a really good shot to win it all. Uh, it's in my top five um, Pixar movies. This is definitely one of those that I think um, is just perfect. Um, and, I mean, I know that's... <laughs> we've been using that word a lot. Um, but this is just... The, this movie is definitely a classic already. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, I think this is every bit as timeless as Toy Story. Um, so yeah, I think this has a great shot to win it all and deservedly so. I'm going to start calling you two Pete and repeat. (laughs) Yeah, we do agree on a number of things. Yeah. Get a little more controversial. Um, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Well, speaking of controversial here, I'm going to say it. I liked Finding Dory better. Oh, that is a hot take. Yeah, it is. I I, I don't know. I just did. Um, strangely enough, so uh, it wasn't actually supposed to be Albert Brooks. Uh, William H wow. Macy had recorded over half the uh, lines. Yeah. Before they replaced him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I I think Albert Brooks is my favorite vocal performance in the movie, so I couldn't see it without him but William H. Macy also sounds like a really good choice it's not like (laughs) one of those where you go oh my god I couldn't imagine that like I could imagine Bill Macy doing that too that's what I almost feel like you know a lot of times so uh, uh, Matt last week we mentioned how um, Billy Crystal had actually turned down the role of Buzz Lightyear and then regretted it for so long and that he jumped at the opportunity to do the Monsters movies. Yep. Obviously, that's all worked out. I wish they would take some of these, you know, guys uh, and actors and actresses that have end- ended up not getting the roles and then find movies to build around them because, again, there are so many great voice actors. And we see it really works out sometimes when they do that, you know. I, I like, like I get that's part of the reason I loved Inside Out. You know, like I said, they kind of built those characters around how good those actors were at voicing things. So, I don't know. Maybe stop making Toy Story sequels and try something new. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Speaking of, see what I did there? Nice. Uh, we <laughs> Toy Story three from two thousand ten, um, the highest grossing movie of two thousand ten, the first animated film to make over $1 billion. Um, you know, Are we counting talked... Avatar in that? Sorry? <laughs> no, we should. Um, you know, it, we've talked in depth about uh, the Toy Story films. 
This is about growing up and letting go. Um, a lot of people thought Toy Story should have ended after this movie, um, but we're still getting we're getting a fifth one now. Oh um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, in development already. But uh, you know, what do you two think? Would this have been just a nice fitting ending to the to the Toy Story saga? Ryan, is that the way it should have ended? I think so. I mean. I think Toy Story 4 was super fun and funny, oh, yeah. and it surpassed my expectations, honestly. Um, but Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending to this. It should have been a trilogy, I think. And, I mean, this is my favorite of the Toy Story movies. Okay. Um, and this is, I think, in that imperial phase of Pixar, where it was like Toy Story 3, Wally. Ratatouille, Up. Um, yeah, I think th- those were the big four in my mind. Yeah. Um, there, there may have been one other one, too, in there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Toy Story 3 nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture, yeah. which is, like, so rare for an animated film. And right. I think completely deservedly so. One of the darkest... Toy Story. I mean, one of the darkest uh, Pixar films. And, I mean, the ending to that movie, I, I just rewatched it. Me, me and my beautiful, beautiful girlfriend, Netta, just rewatched. Um, Stealing my bit. There it is. All, all, all three of the Toy Story movies um, back to back. And the end of Toy Story 3 is like, it kind of knocks you on your ass. You're just like, I can't believe how fucking dark this is. Like, it's insane that, I mean, spoiler alert, you can fast forward 30 seconds if you haven't seen Toy Story 3. But, like, they're all just, like, have accepted their fate that they're all going to burn up in this garbage fire together. And it's like, they're all just holding hands like, well, this is it, guys. We're all dead. And, oh, well, like, it's been fun while it lasted. Um, it has big um, Revenge of the Sith uh, vibes. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, I think this movie's perfect. And, again, sorry, I, I need to stop saying that word, but the, it's great. I love Toy Story 2, too, um, but I think that this one's the best. And, yeah, I'm, I'm and in love they, with this movie. How they didn't call that two-story instead of Toy yeah. Story 2, is beyond me. Uh, Matt, This is, so I know you are you are also a big Disney guy. This was the first uh, Toy Story produced after Disney had actually acquired and purchased Pixar. Yes. You know, and, and you can definitely feel that Disney influence there. Um, how, how does it rank for you? There were some Disney fingerprints on this one, for sure, but I... And you know what? I hate to do it. I want to be a little controversial, but I'm going to agree with Barrett on this one as well. This should have been <laughs> a trilogy. It was a perfect end to a perfect arc. It should have just been... Yep. It, it, it's, it's another example of like Indiana Jones, where they should have just left good enough alone. Not that Toy Story mm, 4 was bad. Fifth one of those. <laughs> and not that Toy Story 5 is going to be bad. I liked, I liked 4. Uh, but it's just... It, it, I think the story should have just ended on a good note. I don't know if good note is the way to put it. I mean, that was very Holocaust-ish, if you want to draw some similarities. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it, it, it came full circle and uh, probably should have just ended there. It is definitely up there in, in my top, mm, I don't know, top like eight uh, Pixar films. Right. It, was, it was excellent. But 
I'm going to do a little bit of a hot take, and I still think Toy Story 1 was the best. I know a lot of Disney nerds okay. and Pixar nerds out there think that 3 was the best, and some of them will argue that 2 was the best. I, I'm still a big fan of number 1. I got a, I got a pitch for Toy Story 5. Okay. And so and Pixar's only done one prequel ever at uh, Monsters University. Right. I think Toy Story 5, whole new cast, whole new toys, and takes place in, like, the 60s. I love it. You not only you not only get the kid money, but you get the boomer money also. Boomers love nostalgia. It it, it hits all the notes. That's a perfect like a whole Disney cast cash to... grab right there. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Call up your friends, Matt. Yep. Get get them on the phone. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna get the Imagineers on this thing as soon as we uh, hang up the phone today. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of kind of a movie based in nostalgia, we have Wally from 2008. Um, a very unique film here where much of the story is told through body language. Um, you know, they wanted to make a character that people could kind of project personalities onto. Um, I feel it's a little bit of a short circuit ripoff. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. No? V- yeah, visually, little- for sure. You got a little Johnny Five in there, um, but all you know, all of that sound design done by Ben Burt, who is most famous for uh, many of the Star Wars films and creating the iconic R two D two noises. Um, I really enjoyed this film. I kind of liked that there wasn't a lot of uh, characters in it. It, it, it. You know what? It was also weird. Not a lot of talking in this movie, yet was still nominated for best screenplay. <laughs> absolutely deservedly absolutely yeah i believe the artist was also nominated for best screenplay so Ooh. and you know that uh silent yeah <laughs> it's just a blank piece of paper that says yeah. the artist at the top <laughs> uh matt uh where does uh, wally stack up for pixar movies for you i absolutely effing love this film Oh, I forgot I can swear. I absolutely mm. fucking love this film. This is one of my... Of it's, this is probably like when in my top three Pixar films of all time. This is actually on, a, on the slate for Think Drink Disney as well. I can't wait to Ooh. talk more about this movie because I could literally go on for about half an hour to an hour just about all the cool stuff in this movie. It's full of Easter eggs. It's got a great plot point. Like you said, it's, it's not bogged down with a whole bunch of dialogue or you know weirdness. They're, they're not trying to force square pegs into round holes on this one it was just an all-over good fantasy sci-fi drama comedy fun it like hit every point i love this film i thought you were about to say they're not trying to force square pants onto a spongebob oh good lord (laughs) (laughs) sounds like the kind of joke i would make yeah see (laughs) uh ryan uh equally revered for you 100 percent. this so I um I would say if I was ranking my top three, since we've talked about them all, or top four Pixar mm-hmm. movies, I would say Ratatouille number one, and then at a very, very close second, I would say Wally, and then Toy Story three, and then Finding Nemo. And those ones I would put really close to. Um so, and I mean, and then after that, it gets really, it's a really tight bunch too with Toy Story, Toy Story 2. Um, it's muddy. The, the, those are probably the next two. Um, and then, you know, the, there's a 
a really great bunch with Up and Inside Out and Coco and Turning Red. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, those top four are the ones that I think are like just the absolute, you know, open and shut perfect movies. And this is like as good as they come. I think it's one of the great animated achievements in the history of cinema. I mean, it's so funny because this is kind of on the opposite side. I I wouldn't say the opposite. It's just Ratatouille is such like an old school Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, Wally is the most one of the most ambitious animated like mainstream animated movies um, ever. I think, yeah. you know, it's it's the fact that it goes the first 20 minutes without a word of dialogue and every I'm sure like most kids are completely tuned into it and are just like, wow, this is amazing, you know, um, and it, it's just a, an amazing achievement. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, I think this movie is right up there with with the best so well if we you know if we want to talk about the first few minutes of a pixar film uh we can't skip our last film of this episode from 2009 we have up probably the most emotional draining 15 minutes in a in the history of pixar um i again i hadn't uh seen this until recently was not prepared for that uh, but we have ed asner uh christopher Plummer, jordan the guy uh and ryan you had mentioned how toy story 3 had been nominated for best picture the, this was 2009 the year before and it was also nominated for best picture only the second animated film to ever uh accomplish that um, I found it funny. Christopher Plummer, we lost him a couple of years ago. He was a Grammy short of an EGOT. Oh, wow. He no had the, the Emmy, the Oscar, and the Tony. The only Canadian actor to ever get all three acting awards. But, yeah, that first uh, that first scene in Up, uh, uh, you know, has its own special place in Pixar history. Uh, we got a lot of tough ones on this side of the tournament. Matt, is this ranking up near the top again i don't know if up is going to go too terribly far don't get me wrong i absolutely loved this film this is a great film but just like inside out this was a tearjerker like you said like you got to sit down with a box of kleenex before you start this film beginning and yeah. end it's an emotional yeah. roller coaster so i i think that in particular is going to probably count it out just because people like feel good movies hmm. good point Good point, Ryan. You know, you you just mentioned this. How far up there does it does it sit for you? Um, it you know it's in the the you know seven eight nine range, probably like right. seven eight. Um, but this is one of those movies. I think Matt, you nailed it. I think I, I like tearjerkers, and I like um. You Great know, candy. Be, being really emotional. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Miss, RIP tearjerkers, probably. <laughs> um, they, um, this starts and ends amazingly. 
I think the beginning and the end of this movie are like up there with the best. The middle hour, I think, is a little bit like if, if that was kind of the whole movie, I don't think it would have the same sort of resonance. Yep. Um, it's just kind of like a zany adventure. Um, and, you know, I think it's good, but it's really the beginning and the end that make that movie what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and Kevin. I just, and Kevin. I, I rewatched. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I just rewatched this movie pretty recently. And yeah, I thought it was very good. Um, I didn't think it was, you know, the best, but um, still very, very good. And that first 20 minutes, again, is like, you know, uh, like I said about Wally. I think it's it's an achievement, you know, and the fact that this is a kids movie and it starts off with, you know, this epic montage of love and loss and death. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really really brutal. Um, yeah, it was so funny. I was watching this with Netta, um, and she said, you know, um, again, spoiler alert. Uh, they they have a miscarriage, and she said, "Oh, they they gave up after one try." And I said, "Oh, well, in the deleted scenes, it show it, but they actually had five miscarriages." <laughs> <laughs> and they show them trying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I took a dark turn real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. So that's that's our entire tournament, and I think the the weird thing is so on. on on the one side, that you know, the first uh, first four we talked about today, we definitely have some chances for some upsets. It, it could go a lot of different ways, um, and not that we don't have some heavy hitters on that side. But then on this, you know, this second half that we talked about, it really looks like it's gonna be it's gonna be up versus Wally, and Toy Story three versus Finding Nemo, and that, I mean, those the those group of death are are in, two closest in, matches in the World Cup parlance. This is the group of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no kidding. Toy Story 3, definitely a lot of death. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's our tournament. Uh, Matt, you know, I know it's early to ask you this, but since we have you here, do you want to predict a winner overall? Ooh, a winner overall is going to be tough for me. Uh what I want to happen is totally not what's going to happen. But I think I, I think I see the final two being uh, Finding Nemo versus Incredibles. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I think that it definitely stands a chance. I mean, even Toy Story going up against Incredibles 2 is going to be really tough. Agreed. Again, you have one of the highest grossing uh, films uh, up against the original. So uh, we shall see... Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else this week? Um, well, my predictions, real quick. I think. Yeah, because you're not um, coming back next week either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like since we're talking about it, I may as well. <laughs> I also think Finding Nemo uh, is going to make it to the championship. I think Toy Story is probably going to take the Incredibles, but I think Finding Nemo is kind of my early choice for. For the champion, not a bad pick. Finally, Check in with Vegas, see what's up. something that Ryan and I you, don't one hundred percent agree on. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake, any I, any thoughts for you for uh, early uh, champ? You know, I think uh, I, I'm going to go with Coco's making it to the final. I think that's and, and, very possible. And losing to Finding Nemo, uh, although I think that would be, you know, that's that's the uh, that's the deep seed run I think everybody wants to see. Me too. Yes, so. definitely. Should be should be interesting there. Um, yeah, uh, Ryan, do you have anything else this week? Uh, no, I don't think so. Matt, so good to have you back once again. Everybody should go out there and listen to Think Drink Disney. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? I have so many final thoughts. It's I'm not going to take up the next hour. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to thank you very much for having me back on. I can't wait to have both of you guys back on Think Drink Disney. This has been a great time. I appreciate it very much. Right on. I thought maybe like a Jerry Springer final thought. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. Tear jerkers gunned down in their prime. <laughs> <laughs>